0: Hey, this is
1: Sharon Srivatsan. Welcome back to the Business School Podcast, and I got a special episode for you today. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about how to create true wealth. Not the foo-foo kind, but the three skills, the three mindsets, the three best pieces of advice all my mentors have shared with me, the common thread on what it takes to create true wealth. And I'm actually going to give you these uh, three things in what I call the three big moves, the three big moves that will actually cost you zero money. And if you can actually learn these and install these skill sets and mindsets into your life, you are going to crush it forever. I'm going to give you a quick breakdown of these three big moves that cost you zero dollars on how to create true wealth. And it all starts right now. One thing is for certain So no matter where you are in your life, if you're just starting out, putting money away, or you are have crushed it, sold a business, made a bunch of money in real estate, today I'm gonna to talk to you about what I've learned on how to create true wealth. And the entire, the, the big learnings from all of these have come in a very difficult way because I've learned that it doesn't matter as much. It doesn't affect us as much based on what we make. It matters a lot based on what we lose. and. I am going to kind of summarize for you three big ideas that no matter who I've talked to, all the big mentors that I've had who have really big networks, who have really big audiences, who are huge influencers, who have, you know, uh, have made an impact in this world. The three things that actually are common between all of those is the core purpose of this episode. And most importantly, I don't think a lot of people talk about wealth. I think that we have a lot of head trash around. Well, I'm still working my day job. How can I ever think about that? I'm only putting money in my 401k. How is it ever going to get me to retirement? We think less and less about wealth because we don't, we don't compress time. What if you had to start to retire in the next three years? How would that make you think and feel? right so the wealth component is not just financial freedom but is how to create true wealth and i'm going to tell you about the three big moves that will cost you 0 dollars all right how's that for a prom- promise three big moves that will cost you 0 dollars and in all the lessons that i've heard let me tell you the three big moves It's understanding leverage number 1 understanding equity number 2 and learning how to evaluate deals number 3 i even have a mega bonus for you but leverage equity and evaluation. Those are the three things that I've learned from all my mentors that has a common thread in building wealth. Every single person that I have connected with that has built insane wealth, has understood the comp- components of leverage, equity, and how to evaluate things. And, and just let me give you some perspective of how all of this came about. In, we've had five exits in the last 19 years, meaning we've built and sold five plus companies in the last 19 years. We. Over the last, you know, over the last six, seven years alone, uh, we've made fifty-four investments. Uh, we I've even lost a business during COVID. Uh, two, we have two hundred million dollars worth of real estate just in the last twenty-four months. I advise currently several of the top ten influencers in the world. I've. Lots of lessons that I'll learn, but here, these are four that I want to share with you. Three plus one bonus, if I can get to it, that can really, really help you. So just sit back, relax, and let this sink in without putting your guard up, because I think if you can do that, powerful, powerful things will start to happen. So let's number one uh, tell you about the love of leverage. I don't know why, but the whole Dave Ramsey generation of tear up all your credit cards, you shouldn't have credit. He's talking to somebody that is not you and me. The world has changed, right? One of the greatest things that you get being in the North American infrastructure is the access to credit. It, most countries in the world don't have that kind of access to credit. We do. And the ability for us to actually get leverage is so, so powerful so powerful. And like, let's just, I haven't even thought through this example, but I'll give you a simple example. Let's say you bought a million dollar house and I'm using the million dollars for, uh, just a simple number. Well, you would put $200,000 down on a million dollar house, say for example, 20% down and you would get an $800,000 loan. Right. And if you did that, everything good, right. You got, uh, $800,000, but now imagine the all home values went up 10%. So now your million dollar house is worth um, 1.1 million, right? Well, you still only owe the bank, conceptually speaking, $800,000, but you put $200,000 in the deal. So you put 200,000 in the deal and you get 300,000 out immediately if you sold the property. So with leverage, you made a 50% return, whereas the property only went up 10%. You made five times the return five times a return because you bet on an asset that grew that much right So it can get pretty powerful when that when that happens. And so understanding leverage is really really important and how to take how to actually utilize leverage credit and debt all different words that mean the same thing where you don't have to use your money you can use money responsibly from people that want to give you money. If you think about it, the business that the banks are in, conceptually speaking, is they're in the business of loaning our money out. I go to a Bank of America, I put my $10,000 in a checking account, they take my $10,000, right? And they loan it out to a small business at 7%. But they only paying me 0.1%. The banks are making the spread because they're in the business of making loans. The if, if we have our entire infrastructure built on the business of making loans and we don't take advantage of credit to give us leverage, to give us the ability to use resources that are in this credit infrastructure, we're completely misunderstanding and underutilizing where we were born. This is crazy. When people walk up to me and say, oh, I, I really don't like debt. And I'm like, you're not taking on debt. You're making an investment in your business. Let's make sure the economics are right. You don't just want to go, you know, borrow uh, put put just because you want it, your new Air Jordans and you can't afford it, and you're now gonna do a layaway or make payments on it, that's crazy, that's not what I'm talking about. But to actually grow your business, to actually buy an asset, to make an expansion, uh, of a business or to start something in your life, it's really, really powerful. Heck, the in, if you're in the United States, the SBA, which is a small business administration, provides probably the most friendly loans to, to build and grow businesses in the U.S. Almost every single person should consider being an entrepreneur because of just that of the availability of credit and leverage through our country that is in the U.S. that is allowing us to do that, which is insane if you think about it. The question now you should be asking is, all right, where do I get leverage? So first, uh, I generally think about getting leverage when I'm talking to entrepreneurs. I'm like, hey, there's four places that you can get debt from or access to capital. Number one, from yourself. Number two, from banks. Number three, from the government. And number four, from investors or friends and family. Let me talk about what it means by yourself. I have had several people take advantage of the equity in their in their real estate in their homes they call it a home equity line of credit but if you, your business if you can make call it 12 percent in your business because your business is that well built and you could borrow that money at six percent from your home and a home equity line of credit why would you not do that right you have, you're creating money for yourself my my uh, my advisors and partners russ morgan and joey murray always tell me that it's not about cash because most of our most of the time we have lazy cash sitting in our checking account and we think that they will come. I know people that have had the $300,000 sitting in their checking account or $500,000 sitting in their checking account because it makes them sleep better at night. What they don't realize is it's not that the cash that makes them sleep better at night, it is the access to the cash that makes them sleep better at night. So if you can create a vehicle where you can get access to cash, maybe it's in a whole life policy that you can kind of borrow from whenever you need to. Maybe it's a line of credit that you can get from your local bank. Maybe you can just borrow from your if you have, if you if you in your early days built a 401k or an IRA, and you know, you can borrow from those. It's powerful because now you can borrow from yourself. Number one. Number two, I believe that as of today, every single business owner, small, medium or large should be walking into their local bank and saying, Hey, here's my p which is a profit and loss statement. Here's my balance sheet. Here's my business plan for the next 24 months. Could you offer me and set up for me an operating line of credit that I can use to grow Uh I will tell you seven out of 10 times if your business financials are sound and the business plan is sound, they will find a way to do that because there are so many programs available to banks, because banks are required in so many in, in, based on their charter to help their communities grow. But we don't think we don't want to make the ask. So literally, I will tell you, walk into a local bank, ask the question, do you have any community programs that allow you to create an operating line of credit for businesses like me? Or if I showed you a business plan, in my financials, you can help me grow. If Entrepreneurs tell me that money is their issue. I'm going to tell you that you're not looking around hard enough because it's available for us in the Western world in droves. Number three, the SBA and different programs, it's crazy the things that are available. Just if you did a little bit of research, Heck, three, four hours worth of research, dotted your I's and crossed your T's in your application. It The process may take a little bit of time, but it's actually very smooth. The, gov- the government has policies and procedures to provide liquidity financing for companies to grow. And last but not least, there's always, uh, there are always investors out there who want, act, who want to give you access to money. friends. And, I've raised so much money from friends and family on projects, for real estate, for our companies. and in fact, I recently worked with one of the top fitness franchises in the world and helped their CEO actually raise the, the money that he, he's needed from his own uh, from his own uh, franchisees. Like he never thought to go to that, but I was like, "You should. Why don't we go to your own franchisees to get the loan that you want? Because they're interested in the growth of your own business." You've got to love leverage and how you work with leverage. And, and if you've never used debt before and it's kind of messy, a lot of times we, uh, our parents and our grandparents, based on the generation that we live in, lived during the lived during the Great Depression, and it was a tough time then. But the debt and leverage credit products were not that mature and we have a chance to actually take advantage of it. If you, for several of our partner companies, like we run a business called Highland Prime, we invest in companies uh, to get them to triple and then get ready for an exit. And almost all of the business that we invest in, I talk to them about getting operating lines of credit. I talk to them about how to structure those lines. I talk to them about how to use that money to grow their business. I would like every single one of the businesses that I advise to have an operating line of credit because it allows to buffer things when they go wrong. You don't need $300,000 in the bank to sleep well at night. You just need access to cash. Think about that for a second. That's number one, love leverage. Here's number two. Number two is um, think about giving up a little bit of ownership to incentivize people to partner with you to help grow your vision. Sharing ownership is really, really powerful. The Jeff Bezos owns under 10% of Amazon. Steve Jobs did not own that big a percentage of Apple. Uh, we, In our business at Highland Prime right now, we are minority partners in companies. Like I don't want to be a majority partner. I don't want to be more than 50%. I don't want that. We're minority partners in companies. We help companies go by being minority partners. And when companies allow us to do that, our job is to give institutional level care and and, and majority level advice for a minority stake. And when you bring partners along and you can give people small slices of the pie, they're incentivized in a much bigger game. Now, I will tell you this. Many people are not incentivized by ownership. You have to find out who is incentivized by ownership and who is not. I have given away ownership to people that don't care about ownership. And clearly, it didn't mean anything for them. In fact, I gave away ownership to a person in one of our in one of our operating businesses, and the this person, this investor, didn't even utilize this business for their own needs, and utilized a competitor, which is crazy to me, because they wouldn't even utilize it at the business that they're an investor in. Some people just don't understand ownership, and so I have taken it upon myself to saying, okay, does this person, is this person, Committed and incentivized by ownership. I ask the questions. I have the dialogues. I actually say, "Hey, if you owned a piece of this business, you know, uh, would you be, you know, would you be motivated differently?" And if they say yes, I'm like, "Well, tell me how. Tell me why. Tell, how does it change your thinking?" I want to know before I give a piece of my company away to somebody else. I want to know that they actually care about that piece. Some people sometimes they just don't want that. They just like, you know, Sharon. As long as I don't get fired, I don't have to worry about my job. I'm good. I I have given people guaranteed employment. Without ownership. I, I'm not joking. There was a, one business where we actually said to one of our managers that it, he was really concerned that our business was gonna get sold to the company that he came from. So we actually wrote him a letter that says that if, the, if his former employer acquired us, I would write him a big check. And that was what made it real for him to join. Sometimes people are not interested in the ownership; they just want different forms of security. But giving up pieces of your business to people, small pieces, small slugs of your business, to become partners is really, really powerful. Share ownership so that you can grow your business. If you're thinking right now, hey, um, can I bring Sharon on as a partner? Can I bring you know my current CEO on as a partner? Can I bring that person that that you know that vendor on as a partner? Can I invest in that vendor to be a partner? The more partnerships you have, the more joint economics you will see. So share ownership to grow your business. And here's number three. Every wealthy person that I know has done an amazing job of understanding how to evaluate opportunities. If you're in the real estate business, it's evaluating deals. If you're in the investing business, it's evaluating investments. If you're in the crypto business, it's evaluating crypto. The, no one became a wealthy by investing in what their friends invest in. You have to have, you and I have to have a very uh, robust mechanism for how we invest in things and how we evaluate deals. The question I would ask, I, I, I'll tell you the, how I came up with this. I was in the process of, I was evaluating, you know, many, many years ago, uh, whether or not to take, I was offered a CEO role at a, at a, at a, at a startup. And my advisor mentor told me, he's like, I was telling him, hey, should I take a stake? I'm really curious about whether you, what, what you should think about whether I should become a CEO of this company or not. And he had just one thing for me. He said, "Sharon, would you invest in this company? Because if you wouldn't invest in this company, why would you run this company? And I didn't get it for a second, it made sense. But he said, we need to come up with a framework for evaluating whether you invest in this company first. Assuming you had money, right, if you do. But that tells you whether this is the right opportunity for you or not, because otherwise your bias falls into place. And 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 a lot of times, I'll tell you how we do it, right? Uh, we at Highland Prime invest and work with and get um, service-based businesses to triple and get ready for an exit. And whenever I'm looking at a business, I, I ask myself, you know, do I like this business? I, I, I need to enjoy it. Do I like it? And there's some that I like and some that I just, I'm like, eh, I'm not into it. Do I understand this business? Right? Do I understand it? And third, can I help? I always ask myself, do I like this? Do I understand this? Can I help? And unless that is a lot of it is that's my framework for the first meeting. Do I like this person and this founder? Do I understand this business? And can I help? If I can do those, then I can actually move forward in the next step because the bigger pieces are are, are aligned, right? There's I've taught this model um, of investing to several big influencers. In fact, many of them have you know done great things with this which is a four quadrant model where i am i always when i evaluate something i say hey i want to figure out is there if i'm investing in something is there capital preservation is there are there tax advantages is there yield or cash flow and is there growth so if i took i don't know say apple stock is there capital preservation well maybe I'm, i don't know it can go down in value are there tax advantages well not really is there cash flow? Yeah, that can get some dividends from it. Is there growth? Yeah, it's been growing well over time. So it checks two out of the four boxes, right? Or now you look at look crypto. Hey, is there capital preservation? Definitely not. Are there tax advantages? Sort of, if you like manage short sale rules and, and trade in and out of like tax loss harvesting. Is there yield if you stake crypto? Yes, but not if you just hold crypto. And is there growth? Uh, sure, it's volatile, but it depends on when you buy, right? So I'm like a one out of four, and I, that's how I evaluate it. And then I have, now I have to go deeper. So if you, if you took, like, we are big investors in multifamily right now, right? Uh, our fund is going to buy 1,000 units a year every year for the next five years. We bought 1,000 units last year. We're not to buying 1,000 units this year. Uh, if you're interested in that, like, definitely message me, invest, and I can get you the details. But uh is there capital preservation? Yes, we're investing in an asset that is, you know, uh, secured by real estate and has a business on top of it. Are there tax advantages? Yes, because there's a depreciation component to the owners. Is there yield or cash flow? Yes. So as the tenants pay uh, and for this investment, we get cash flow. Is there growth? Yes, if we run the business well, there's growth. So I'm like, I got a four out of four. And so I'm thinking, okay, cool. Now I want to dig deeper into this the folks that are wealthy have really good evaluation metrics and what they call quote buy boxes to understand why people are doing certain things so if you meet somebody that is wealthy successful ask them hey how do you evaluate deals how do you think about investing in companies what things do you do and what things do you don't do what meeting meetings do you take what meetings do you not take the way to get wealthy is to truly understand how you say yes to something and no to something. A joint decision-making framework with yourself is important. Otherwise, you and I will make just uh, emotional (laughs) decisions, right? Uh, If all of this is interesting, you know, we have... If you're interested in how we uh, work with companies uh, at Highland Prime, go to highlandprime.com and you'll see a bunch of stories around it. If you're interested in how we co-invest with our investors in multifamily uh at arc multifamily group you can go to arcmf.com arcmf.com uh, and there's a f- our our fund is live right now so you're happy to see it but if you're interested in any of this just dm me the word invest and i'm sure my team will can send you some details right so let's let's recap really quickly number one money is fuel money is fuel learn how to find it from yourself from the SBA from banks from investors money is fuel right Fuel for your ideas, fuel for your opportunities. Number two, owning 100% of something is just egotistical and it's you know it, it's not necessarily the only only way out. Small pieces of the businesses incentivized to the right people who appreciate them can get really powerful. And number three, learn to evaluate deals. It gets really, really fun when you know how to say yes to something and how to say no to something. I also told you this, I told you that I'd give you one bonus and here's my bonus for you. My bonus is, If you are around one type of people, one type of group of people, you will win a lot. And I want you to keep your eyes open for what I like to call, who I like to call, kind winners. Kind winners. I like people that are kind, but are also winners. I want to put myself near, in proximity with, in a room with kind winners. I don't want to go into a room with a bunch of successful people. No, that's interesting to me. but. I don't I, I veer away from that, but I, I seek out rooms, I seek out mastermind groups of kind winners. In fact, we've actually built uh, our passive income mastermind exactly around that. If you are interested, go to the giving you a ton of resources today on how you can generate wealth. But kind winners. Kind winners are the ones that will show you how they did it. Kind winners are the ones that will put you first. Kind winners realize that they didn't do it themselves. Kind winners know that there's no self-made millionaire. Kind winners know that it's hard to do things and it's important to help lift other people with you. Kind winners are the winners, the people, the, the group of people that you want to be around. Whenever you find yourself with a kind winner, attach yourself, give value, add value to yourself, be around these kind winners. Ask them how they think about money. Ask them how they think about ownership. Ask them how they think about evaluating deals. Ask them what they know now that they didn't know before. Being around kind winners gets really, really fun because it'll elevate and accelerate how you and I can learn and grow. Hey, if any of this was interesting and you're interested in any of these opportunities, just DM me the word invest. I'm sure my team will um, connect with you and support you in any way that we can. Our job is not to sell you anything, but just to give you opportunities where you can learn on how you can use these three big moves using leverage, using equity, and using the way to the skill to learn to evaluate deals. Three big bonuses that cost you zero, uh, and how you can create true wealth. If that was helpful, uh, shoot me a quick message, and I will catch you on the next one. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. Since you like this podcast, I actually have an ultra super secret private podcast that I make just for my partner companies and the CEOs and influencers that I advise. It's called 10K Wisdom because I try to wrap $10,000 worth of value in every single episode in just under 10 minutes. That's why it's called 10K Wisdom. It's raw. It's real. It's got no intro or outro or anything like that. It's just straight to the point and to the insights. Since you like this podcast, I think you will like that. So For the first time, I'm making it available to you. Just go to 10kwisdom.com, the number 10kwisdom.com, and my team will activate it for you as my gift. Go to 10kwisdom.com, I'll see you there.